glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. In dealing with certain passages of the Bible, there's one in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, certain passages of the Bible that tend to hold people in bondage because of a misunderstanding. And you know, if you let the word of God that was sent to you to deliver you and set you free, hold you in bondage, brother, you're really in darkness. Now, sometimes if you don't give thought to it, and I think this is why people are blinded sometimes to some of these truths, you have to give some thought to these things. If you don't, the Bible is written in a way that we're, like I said in one of the other sessions, you could take it two or three different ways. But you've got to balance it out with what the rest of the Bible is saying. Not just take one little deal here and one over there and just make it say whatever you want it to say. You know, you could take Scripture out of context and just prove anything in the world almost from what the Bible says. Like, you know, the Scripture says Judas went out and hanged himself. Well, there's another scripture where Jesus said, Go thou and do likewise. Now, you, you put those two together, and you're really in trouble, you know. You can say, well, the, the Bible says it's all right to go out and hang yourself. <laughs> and many people have hung themselves by taking scripture out of context and doing that. Now, here in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, listen to something that the Apostle Paul says. Verse 13 there hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Now, if you're not careful reading that scripture, you come up with the idea that, well, it says that God will always give you a temptation, then make a way to escape it. Well, now, that wasn't what it said. Paul didn't say that God sent the temptation. He said God will in any temptation make a way of escape in anything that you face in life. Any situation that the devil tries to get you into and snare you, God has made a way of escape. Now let me give you, for instance, even the Apostle Paul. You remember on one occasion that they let him down the wall in a basket to deliver him from the people that were going to kill him. And he escaped. But then there were other occasions, you see, God made a way of escape for him. There was another occasion when Paul was going to go to Jerusalem and he was preaching to these people one night and Agabus the prophet took Paul's girdle and bound his hands and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall it be to the man that owns this girdle if he goes to Jerusalem. And Paul said, I'm not moved by that, I'm going anyway. He said, I'll not only be bound, I'll die there for it. Now, here's a situation where God made a way of escape in that situation, but Paul didn't take it. Now, I don't say that he was wrong in not taking it. I'm just pointing out something to you. That God will, in any situation, make a way of escape. But now Paul had to make the decision whether he's going to take the way of escape or not. And Paul, I guess, decided since it's so important to get this message down there, I'm just going anyway. And the Holy Ghost said that to him. So see, God made a way of escape. There were other times in situations where that God made a way of escape and Paul took it. 
God sent an angel to him one time and said, now, if you'll all stay on the boat, looks like a crazy thing to do, you know. I mean, the boat's sinking, man, <laughs> in a storm. But he said, if you'll all stay on the boat, you'll all be saved. God made a way of escape, and they took it, and they were all saved, too. So you see, God will, with any temptation that you face in life, any situation of life that you face, God will make a way of escape. There is a way to escape it. There is a way to remain intact, not destroyed. <laughs> God wants us to find it. And his word, of course, gives us light in that. Now, another passage of scripture that many times people have trouble with. Now, this is why I said we might even call this off-the-cuff stuff, because I just sat down one day thinking about all these things that people use, you know, to try to justify situations that happen in life. And uh, these were some of the scriptures that came up. Romans, the eighth chapter, a very familiar passage of scripture. Romans 8, 28. Everybody's heard that quoted. Everybody's quoted it. I've heard it quoted from everything from car wrecks to people committing suicide. Well, you know what the Bible said. All things work together for good. No, all things don't work together for good. The Apostle Paul didn't even believe that, and he's the one that wrote this. <laughs> but you see, people get hold of it, and they say, well, yes, Paul said all things work together for good. No, Paul didn't say that all things wholesale over the earth work together for good. Now, on the surface, if you don't give any study and meditation to the Word, you might think that's what it said. But things are not always like they seem to be. I'm reminded of a story of a fellow that went into the grocery store, you know, and he was back there, he was looking at the hams. And he said, man, that's a good ham. That's a nice-looking ham. He picked up this ham and asked the guy how much it was. He said, well, it's $15. He started, you know, on up, and he's looking as he's going on up, and he saw this big turkey up there. And he said, that's a good-looking turkey. He said, uh, I believe I'll just trade this ham for the turkey. Well, he said, all right, they're both $15, that's fine. So he put the ham back and got the turkey and started to walk out the door. And the guy said, wait a minute, you haven't paid for the turkey. Well, he said, I, I traded the ham for the turkey. <laughs> he said, yeah, but you haven't paid for the ham. He said, I don't have the ham. Now, you see, it just depends on which side you're looking from, how you justify that, you know. But now I'll tell you something. You can learn something out of that. You see, the ham's under the curse. <laughs> the old boy was smart enough to trade the curse for the blessing. And the devil's always trying to get you to pay for the curse. We don't have the curse anymore. Remind him of that. He's always trying to get you under the curse. Thank God we're redeemed from the curse of the law. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Okay, now Paul said, let's see what exactly Paul said here. He said more than what most people quote him as saying, because if you just go back to verse 26, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for when we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. 
And he that searcheth the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them, who are the called according to his purpose. Now you'll notice here that Paul, in the context of this, is talking about things that you prayed about in the Spirit. He's not talking about everything that happens to you in life is working together for good. Ask yourself this, did it work together for good because Adam sinned? Well, isn't that a thing? Isn't that a thing that happened? Adam sinned. It sure didn't work together for good, did it? Cain slew Abel. Didn't work together for good, did it? So you see, when people just take a verse of Scripture and out of context just quote it, they could be telling the biggest lie that ever told. All things work together for good. And you hear people saying that. From car wrecks to all kinds of catastrophes that happen. Well, it's just simply not so. The Apostle Paul didn't believe that all things work together for good. I think it's First Thessalonians. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to them and said, I would have come to you once and again. But you know what the Bible says? All that. No, no, that wasn't what he said. <laughs> he said, I would have come to you once and again, but Satan hindered me. Now, see, here's the point I want you to see, because I said you can be crippled for life if you don't understand some of these things. If you believe that everything that happens to you in life is the will of God for you and it is working together for your good, how could you resist it? The Bible said resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Cast him out. You have the authority to cast out demons. Cast him out of your business affairs. The things that's happening to you to cause problems and trouble in your business is not working together for good, most likely. But you see, if the devil could get you to believe in that, see, that's the devil's ultimate deception. It's to deceive you into believing that God said that all these things are working together for your good. But they're not. They're assignment of Satan to destroy us. The problems and the troubles that come to us in life is a direct work of the enemy to destroy us. That's why it's so important that you understand that all things don't work together for good. You can resist the devil, you can cast him out, and you can pray and get some results. How could you pray if you believed that it was God's will for it to be on? So get delivered from that thought that all things work together for good. Now the Apostle Paul, in saying that, he explained it, of course, that what you pray about in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you when you don't know how to pray, to pray in other language, in tongues, and speaking divine secrets, praying the way the Spirit knows to pray through your spirit, and then he said all these things will work together for good. So be careful how you use that phrase in saying, well, the Bible said <laughs> all things work together for good, because the Apostle Paul that wrote it didn't believe that they all work together for good. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is number 7249. It's entitled, Scriptural Balance to Hard Sayings. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. There are hard sayings in the Bible, and sometimes people don't know how to understand it. For instance, you find in 2 Samuel that it says the anointing departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord came upon him. Well, now, the Lord does not have an evil spirit, but yet that's in the Bible. 
Now, what is it talking about? An evil spirit from the Lord. You have to understand the way the Old Testament is written. The Hebrew mind is this way. If God allowed it, he must have done it. So God allowed an evil spirit to come upon Saul, and he'll allow an evil spirit to come upon you if you get in rebellion against God. But it's not God's will. And God does not have an evil spirit. See, in the Scripture, they said, an evil spirit from the Lord. This is a hard saying, because the Lord doesn't have an evil spirit. But you see, he allowed an evil spirit. We need to know that there are many instances in the Bible that there's things that have been said that are not true. For instance, in Isaiah, the sixth chapter, verse 10, it sounds like that God said, go blind Israel so they can't see, can't hear, can't understand, and I won't heal them. Well, now, that's a hard saying. No, it's God's will for Israel to be healed and to be able to see. But you get into the New Testament. In the 13th chapter of Matthew, Jesus said, Their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, be converted, and I should heal them. So Jesus understood Isaiah to say that their eyes they have closed. God didn't close them. That's offer number 7249, scriptural balance to hard sayings, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.